Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to You Are What You Love, your window into the future of spirituality. We're going to talk to you about your life and the evolution of your soul while we bring alive the essence of eternal truth. So here is your host, the author of You Are What You Love, Waishali. Welcome to another exciting episode of You Are What You Love. I'm your hostess, Waishali, and I am joined by our other host, Mr. Cam Steele. Hey, Cam, how are you, darling? Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. How are you? I am really looking forward to Christmas finally getting here because the preparation is exhausting. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I'll be right A back. Lot. i got to get the phone. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, then I'm just going to go ahead and bring on our favorite guest, one of our favorite people. It is the lovely and charming Miss Donna Dvorak, our favorite animal communicator. And I want to encourage you to visit her website, which is DonnaDvorakAnimalCommunicator.com. And uh, without further ado, Donna, welcome back to You Are What You Love, sweetheart. Hi, how are you? Happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays, honey. And, you know, I was so thrilled to see your newsletter that you put out. You do such a beautiful job at your newsletters. And um, for those of you who have not been to Donna's website, when you go to um, Donna Dvorak, animalcommunicator.com, and I'm, I'm creating, I'm putting a link in the, um, in the uh, chat room here. Um, I'm in the process of putting it together. Um, her name is spelled D-A-N-A-D-V-O-R-A-K, animalcommunicator.com. You sign up for the newsletter. And um, I know you wanted to talk about how to keep our animals safe during the holidays because there's a lot of everyday things from, you know, chocolate um, to flowers that they're exposed to that are not good for them. Um, I see yeah. that... Um, uh, Cameron is telling me we have a, a caller on the line that wanted mm -hmm. to talk with you, sweetheart. So, uh, okay. Cameron, Cameron, our our first caller is Barbara. Yes, that's correct. We got uh, Barbara on the line with us. Did you want to go to her straight away? Perfect. Um, yes, well, before um, we, um, go ahead, Donna. Can I what just, were you going to say? Yeah. So, actually, okay, before we start on the holiday tips and um, I wanted to kind of finish off from the last time when we had some, when we had the animals' unusual behavior. 
And Barbara actually is one of the people who approached me to ask why her dog does this unusual behavior. And the last time, because the show, we had a um, bunch of callers, so I couldn't get to her. So I would like to finish off. I have uh, two more, Barbara and two more people who um, actually ask about their animal unusual behavior and I talked to the animal and I got some answers so I would like to finish that if that's okay and then go on straight to holiday tips oh so works can, for me yeah we can bring okay well uh, so we can bring Barbara on because she I know she she wants me to uh, find out she wants find out what Eddie her dog has to say about his unusual behavior yes okay great Barbara are you there sweetheart Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Hi, Barbara. Hi, Donna. I can't believe I'm finally talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? So I'm glad we made it this time. So I just want to, and thank you for calling in. Um, So I just want to tell um, the audience that Barbara has this beautiful Cocker Spaniel, Eddie, and she wanted to find out, um, she has a special connection with Eddie and she since he was a puppy. And she wants and she feels that Eddie is talking to her all the time and he talks to her um specifically, right? It's it's yes. like a special special thing you have, right? Yes, he my and, husband said um, he hardly but, ever talked to him. It really is just me. <laughs> Okay, and also um, there was other thing which I want to say that you and your husband kind of picked up on that Eddie is a very old soul that he's been he reminds he's kind of almost human like right? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I and also if if I may, I just want to say that um because it is a part of what Eddie was talking about to me. Um, Barbara's husband um, passed away about six months ago, and but so I, if I hope it's okay to to say that Barbara, because you know as I said, Eddie is gonna talk about it as well. So, yes, yes, Ron, Ron passed Eddie. away, Donna. You're right. <laughs> okay, so. Um, when I connected to Eddie, Eddie actually, first of all, he takes himself very seriously. He <laughs> is a very wise, old soul, and he's been many times before human. And when I talked to him, he was actually kind of like speaking with a very old and wise man. And he told me he came in the dog form um, to protect you and to help you when particular to you when Ron, your husband, and also your father are gone. And he wow. considers his dog body yeah, a bit of a nuisance because he's been so many times a human, so this is kind of but this was being a dog was only that was the only way he could actually have gone to you in this oh. in this life and really become you know, part of your life and help you the way yeah. he wanted to help you. Now, he said about being in the dog body, he said that he is really making the most out of it, um, being a dog. And so, so, yes, he's happy most of the time as a dog and likes to play and go for a walk. Yeah. Yes, he likes to play. Now, <laughs> <laughs> 
so now also what he um what he told me was you know um and that's the reason why also he took on the part, took on a physical body of the dog even though he's such a old soul and really didn't need to do that is because he carries part of your the father and your own soul in him okay what, Donna, he, and uh, what did you say about this his soul my dad's soul yeah part of it not the entire soul but basically um uh, when so you're carrying your father Yes, he carries it in him. It's part of his hmm. soul now. Because what I actually, I came um, in my work, during my work, I found cases when really old souls can um, split themselves, so to speak. They can leave wow. parts of their soul here. with, And the, the soul can be hosted in different physical body with another soul who agrees to do that. And Eddie, oh. before he took on the physical body, he actually agreed to, you know, to host part of uh, the soul of your father and of Ram, your husband. Of both? So he has these two of both, yes. But he wow. still has his own soul. He's just kind of playing the host to those two. And they are okay. not fully, full souls, just parts, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so I asked him. I said, why are you talking so much? And why are you talking only to Barbara? And he said that since he was, um, since you brought him as a puppy, he said, I'm trying to tell her all this about his, you know, what, what he's experiencing and what he's here for. So you understand, so she understands who I am and what I do, that she can oh. lean on me. I, wo- I watch oh. over her. Tell her she is doing everything right as far as I am concerned. And I don't like to see her sad. I'm trying to help. Yeah, I'm trying to help her. I was always trying to tell her what will happen so she will know and understand that I am here for her and she's not alone. So by that he meant he was always trying to explain to you or kind of you know, imprint on you that he is an old wise soul and that he is going to be, that your uh, your husband and your father will really have part of their soul in him. And he was to tell you that you, they still kind of with you in a little, in a, in a smaller scale and that you never alone. And, wow. um, he, yeah, he meant, he wanted to say this he, since he was, um, he was young and he wanted you to understand that he is a very old soul, that that you can feel safe with him and you can really lean on him and like talk, you know, mm-hmm. just like he would be a person. It's so, amazing. It, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad. And then also, I know you wanted to also know about uh, if you and Eddie and, and your husband had a past life with Eddie. So I did look into that. And then I saw there was immediately, sure, you're welcome. So immediately the very current past life, which was like the, um, what what what, what do they say? There was like the, um, 
the re most recent past lives you guys all had together, okay? So this was okay. in Germany, and the year was 1870. Now, Eddie here was in the human form, and he was your father at that time. You, your husband, and your father were his children. And it was a basically you... Yes, it was a very um, immediate life. It was the strongest one. And you um, were living on the farm. It was like a very simple, it was a big farm, and you um, he was a farmer, and you all worked there. Now, I didn't see the mother. Mother died when you guys went very young, um, and she um, died after she was giving birth to the girl, which was you, because you were a girl in the time. In that in that life, and Ron and your father were in a male's body, so they were mm -hmm. boys. Now I was told that um, that the, the mother, your mother at that time, was actually um, Ron's mother in this lifetime. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> and yeah, sometimes it gets it's you know because it's um, it gets a little. Um, Interesting, you know, with uh, yes. who was what and, and all that. <laughs> now, and I, so I was, <laughs> yes, exactly. So I was told, it's, I was shown it was not really an easy life because you all really worked hard on the farm and you depended on the profit of the farm. The, I saw these large fields, forests. You know, there were not very much, there were not, not houses around, so it was kind of remote. Um, none of you, it was interesting also, the connections you guys all had. You were very close family. None of you married and had children of their own. You all, you just um, all worked together. And you were very close, almost like a clan. And um, hmm. so, also, yes, and it was really hard labor, but also it was very, um, a lot of satisfaction of work being done and seeing the results immediately. And um, in this, in that life, Iran died first of some type of epidemic. And then your father, your father in the present life, he, he passed away second. And then Eddie, who was the father in that past life, he um, died last. And he was... Um, he was dying for a while, like he was disabled and you were taking care of him um, because I was shown like he's been very old, lying in bed. He couldn't, he was lucid, but couldn't really move and you had to feed him. It was, it was kind of, um, you know, it was a lot of to take care of. And, mm -hmm. but he also didn't uh, want, he was hanging on because he didn't want to leave you. You were always oh. his favorite. And he really, yeah, and he really hated to, to like to leave you um, alone. And he was, he urged you to marry and have your uh, own family, but you refused it because you wanted to take care of him until the very end. And so, which you did, but then afterwards, because you were alone, you had to sell the farm and basically... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You sold it, but you still um, lift out your days there. But it was like a small cottage on the property. And... It, you were not really that happy in the life, especially in the end, because you regretted that you never married and have your family because you were too selfless and really sacrificed for your for him and for everybody else. So I am I was told that Eddie came back in this life to continue to take care of you since he was not able to complete it in this previous lifetime. And that's also why he offered to carry part of souls of Ron and your father, so they also continue to be with you. Wow. That's quite a circle Mm -hmm. of life. (laughs) I know, right? And then quickly, okay. (laughs) And then... um, there was another past life which came up, um, and that was the life which was before this German life. And it was also very interesting. You always seem to be moving together like the same soul group, you know, you, Eddie, Ron, your dad. Um, and so I saw this was, again, Europe. It was like a Eastern Europe, and it was like the year was 1640. And the first thing I got was feeling of tremendous fear. And I was shown like a middle of the battle. There was like this big black horse rearing in the middle of fighting. And actually Eddie, who was in the human form again, was his, he was riding him. And he was again a man. He was a warrior. He was very, um, he looked like a Mongolian or Tartar type of a mm. person. And he was fighting with people who were running around. It was not more, it was, he was more of a chase, him and his group were more chasing them. These people were running away. They were, they were peasants. They were not fighting. They didn't, they just wanted to get away. And they were like this long gray and white smocks, you know, very simple. They tended their fields, obviously. And I got a lot of feeling of fear and panic. They just wanted to be away. They looked Caucasians. They had a light skin, brown or blonde hair. And Eddie, who I saw, he was kind of short. He was dressed in dark. He had olive skin, dark hair, long mustache. And he was wearing which slanted eyes. And then I saw like a tall, furry black hat. It was like a part of his uniform. And then I saw, yeah, and then I saw that he was um, actually, he's riding his horse and he was dragging, um, he was uh, dragging ropes with the two people in the end. Um, There was a man and a woman, and there was actually you and your husband. And um, you both were in the same form, like you were a female and your husband was a man. And he captured you um, in this in this battle, you know, and that was really a purpose. I was told why they rode out there and they were um, they were doing this. 
um, attack on the farmers to get slaves, basically. And so I was shown that he took you to um, he took you to his home, which was uh, by the ocean. And I was told the name Caspic Sea. And he was fairly wealthy, and you basically become his servants or his slaves. You work around the house and outside. And um, your father in this time was Eddie's younger brother. So you kind of encounter him too, but it wasn't like super important connection there. Um, mm-hmm. The you as a, you as a slave were actually treated kindly, even though with indifference. But you were always taken care of. They always had food. You always you always had food, shelter, and so it was it was interesting. Though it was a funny shift in your in your life because you got used to it, and somewhat it was kind of improvement from your life, even though you lost your freedom. But as the farmers, before you had to really work very hard and went hungry many times when there was no um, food from the fields. So this mm-hmm. you were always taking care of. And then eventually you become so accustomed to living there that you adapted the customs of the Tartars and eventually you were allowed to um, get your own home. You had livestock. I saw you had um, horses and goats and become part of the tribe, basically. So yeah. you became free people again. Mm-hmm. And um, they, you, but you were so grateful. You were, you were just, you assimilated so well that you actually kept staying in Eddie's home and really serving there from your own will, but you you were then paid for it because you were already a free people. So this was just a life which, and I, truly, I don't know why it came up there. It was just shown to me that, you know, it was the second life right after the German life. And mm-hmm. just to show me that you still have the connection and that you really, um, he took care of you in a way but you also helped him. So it was kind of mutual. Mm-hmm. And um, th- then I was also said that if you sit with Eddie now in this life, when you sit with him quietly, when you feel sad or you need advice on something, you're not sure what to do, he, it will um, come to you because you really are getting help from Ron on your da- and your dad. You're going to get the advice and it's coming through Eddie because okay. of hosting those two. So, and yes, and, so it, it's, and also, yes, and I will say also, if you connect with Eddie, you will feel both of them. And yeah. I was also told that your husband used to do that and that he felt your father to him. Ah, uh, yeah, he loved my father. He adored my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he kind of maybe he never he never talk about that maybe, but he when he um, because you know it's kind of it's a lot to really wrap your mind about, around. So, but when he uh, was with Eddie, when your father passed, he could feel, um, you know, he could feel him through Eddie. Wow. Yeah. He. We were both there when my father passed. Um, Ron actually closed mm-hmm. my father's eyes. I mean, that shows how close he was. But that's interesting what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, the connection feels so strong, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But that is helpful to me so, that you yeah. just said I could sit quietly and it would come to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, I, absolutely. Sit with him, and he's he's there to help you, and he loves you, you know, enormously. And he's 
he feels like he totally takes care of you and protects you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, very much. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, it turns out he mm-hmm. talked a lot to you. He, besides me, because you have he, so much helpful information. Yes. He was... Definitely, he was very, he was definitely he loved he loved to he was very open he loved to talk it was really as I say it was like talking with very wise old man like with some type of a sage because he has a lot of experience you know so it was mm-hmm. really interesting with him. Oh, well, Donna, thank you so much. I appreciate so much everything you just said, and I will definitely set up <laughs> some sessions it. with you. <laughs> So, thank you, Barbara. It was a pleasure. Yes. I'm glad we've made it happen. Yes, thank you. Thank I, you. I'm so happy to have gotten to talk to you, uh, and uh, I will talk to you soon again. Thank you. So I look forward okay. to it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to remind our listening audience that the show is You Are What You Love, and today our host is Donna Dvorak, animal communicator. And her website is DonnaDvorakAnimalCommunicator.com. It is D A N A D V O R A K AnimalCommunicator.com. And um, Donna was one of the other people that you were supposed to talk to, Nancy Perry, about her. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Her kitty. Yes, yeah, she's. She sent me an email saying that her kitty, Sandy Claus, has been throwing up clear liquid, not food and not Mm -hmm. often, uh, but she wanted to know if you had some information on that. And uh, and, uh, let's see. Okay, and then she... I'll let you go. I'll go ahead and and, and let you answer that, and then I'll I'll ask you her, her last question and and give you an opportunity to answer that. So, so what's up with Sandy Claus? Well, okay. So um, Nancy actually wanted to know if uh, Sandy um, wants to cross or she's okay and why she's meowing. And I know that Sandy, Sandy, just for everybody, is this beautiful big tabby kitty. And um, she um, was pretty healthy, uh, Nancy tells me, all her life, except now she developed um, pancreatitis. Pancreatitis. Pan- How do I pronounce it? Pancreatitis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, and this is, uh, this is when I spoke to Sandy, which was last month, okay, on November 20th. I think it was November 29th. Yes. So, um what I got from her was really warm and strong energy, and she said she 100% knows how how important she is for Nancy, and she supports her. She said to me, I am here, and this is message for Nancy, okay? She said, I am here. Don't worry. Stop worrying. I am not leaving. I am happy. And so... She, she also showing showing Nancy more affection so Nancy knows how much Sandy Claus loves her. Now, why she uh, jump up on the bed and mails is that she wants to draw Nancy's attention to the fact that she still, even though she's 15, she's still agile and she still can jump up on the bed 
and that she so Nancy can feel better about Sandy's health, that she's still, you know, strong. She also said she wants to um, give Nancy as much as affection as she can when she is still around her in her physical body. And that is, it's not like she's leaving right away, okay? So Nancy doesn't have to worry. And Sandy really wants her to stop worrying about Sandy leaving. She just wants to um, be able to enjoy the present with her and not to worry about her health and about the future. It's very important to her. Now, the next thing also Sandy Claus said that she would like Nancy to adopt another cat. And um, then the next thing is that um, Sandy Claus, for, um, she, has, she had another, um, she had a sister cat named Christmas Star, which passed, um, crossed over a few years ago, I believe. So I was also, she told me that Christmas Star is visiting her and will be waiting for her when she crosses herself. And then both of them will wait for Nancy wherever she crosses. So all of them will be united in that in that time. Now I check also on her health because I know since she had this uh, pancreatitis. Um, so the pancreatitis is still there. So it's not completely cured. Um, now the diet is very important. Um, Sandy's diet is very important. Uh, no dry food, clean, wet food, no grain, and no preservatives. Small, she needs to get small portions throughout the day, all day long. So she needs to have little portions on her plate so she can eat all the time. That's supposed to be, um, that, that has to do with her digestive system, and that's what she needs at the moment. Um, now, what's good for her is she should eat rabbit, poultry, and duck and beef that's okay all these flavors are okay no fish or pork now also what i did, what i also find out was a slight arthritis in her back legs and her joints especially in her ankles so that was that was uh, what i found out on my reading oh very good very good um uh, the next thing she says is, uh, and I don't know, Donna, if this is something that Sandy Claus gave you information on, or I, I don't know, it might be a question more for you, Cameron, but the next thing she wanted to ask is, she says it's the most bizarre thing, but I've been seeing the number 14 everywhere lately. She says, I, I take myself out for lunch a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, and the bill always comes to $14 plus change. She says she goes to the grocery store, different stores, and the total is usually $14 and change. Uh, she said she even let somebody cut in front of her on the freeway last night. And they're With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
their the license plate was 14. So she says she, yeah, she feels like she should buy a lottery ticket and should play the number 14. <laughs> but um, okay. was there was there any backstory on this, hon? No, not from me, because I don't have anything about the numerology. So I don't know if Cam is, is that's his strong point. So, but this is not, I don't, I didn't get any info on that. Okay. Okay. The cat, the cat did not have an emotional or psychological opinion. Didn't have no opinion about 14. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cam? <laughs> Cam? Maybe he's not there. Oh. Okay, maybe he's not there. I see now. Yeah, okay. why I why I had pulled up to her email to read it, I noticed he just sent me a text mm -hmm. that said that he would be right back. Okay, well. Okay. All right. So, um, is there any? So, I would like to cover one more, um, one more odd behavior for another. So, I and I don't know if this meantime before Ken comes back, um, and that is for Jerry and for her two kitties, Squeaky and Max. And I don't know if Jerry is uh, calling, if she's, um, can you see if there is anybody still um, trying to get in? It, it doesn't look like, uh, Cameron would be the one that would see if the phones are flashing, um, but he's not back okay. yet. But the last he, he okay, so, the, the last so he posted was just part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so just going to go ahead with weekend. No? Okay. No? And then we'll, if, um, okay, so this is for Jerry, and she has two lovely kitties, Max, who is a Siamese cat, and he, um, I don't have now, I think he's like uh, five or six, maybe, I don't remember now. And now she recently got him a little brother who is about a year, I think, year old, um, maybe a little bit more, and he um, is also looks oriental, looks kind of like a Siamese, um, very similar. They they make a beautiful pair together. So uh, Jerry, uh, little little um, little brother's name is Squeaky, and it's his nickname. His really uh, his real name is Jeremiah Johnson, I believe. But Squeaky is kind of what everybody calls him. So I call him Squeaky too, and he responds to it. So um, Jerry was asking that that squeaky sometimes does, he doesn't cover um, his business when he goes to the litter box. So he doesn't cover. And the other cat gets really upset. Max gets really upset and screams at him when it happens. And also what squeaky does is that he started to clean Maxi, but he wraps basically paws around Maxi's neck and holds him down when he cleans it. Now, Squeaky is much smaller than Maxi, okay? So it's kind of funny. So she was asking what, what's happening. So when I tune into Squeaky and Max, actually Squeaky came right away flying to talk. He is a fire. He's just like a fireball. He is an alpha cat. Even with these two cats, he is the alpha, and he is growing into his role more and more. Now, Max is more mellow, and he defers to Squeaky and will be doing so again more and more as Squeaky gets his alpha uh, personality on more. But Max is actually really happy about this. He's totally okay with letting go of being the leader, or he's he's totally happy for Squeaky being the alpha. And they are of the same energy, even though they are also different. But that, that's why they get along so well. Now, Max is also very 
old soul, and he's very clean and particular. Almost, I would say he's OCD cat, kind of. Mm-hmm. So now Squeaky is a wild card. He's very sweet to get what he wants. He has a big heart, and he feels very protective of Max. But he's wild, and he's kind of happy-go-lucky and messy, and, you know, like he comes through like a tornado. So I asked Squeaky why he doesn't cover um, his, his poop when he goes into the litter box. And he was quite obnoxious and said to me, well, I do my best, and truly it doesn't bother me so much, and if it bothers Max, he can cover it up. So um, Squeaky annoys Max with, his, with this, but then he also makes it up by cleaning Max, and that's what he does. He shows him, you know, even though I don't feel like covering up, I'm going to clean you and make it up to you that way because you are covering up my stuff. So that's the whole part about the cleaning. And Max, even though he's not happy maybe about the litter box, then he kind of mellows out when he's being being shown affection from Squeaky. Now, also, the other thing is um, that Squeaky likes to get up outside on the roof. And um, just kind of male from out there. And so when I asked him why he does it, he said that he, he said to me, I am the boss here. And that means boss of the house and of the neighborhood. And he is looking to expand his territory eventually. And he also said, and this is to Jerry, because Jerry calls him down and she's worried that he's going to, he's, you know, he's going to get carried away and chase off something and not come back. So he said to her, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about me. He's, um, and he's very smart and he's a natural leader. So he really knows, he truly knows what he's doing. So that was uh, Squeaky and Max for Jerry. And I don't know if Cameron's back already for, for uh, Sandy Claus. He is. He is. Uh, Cam? 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 Well, he texted me he was back. Okay. Uh, well, it's okay. Because, he, may, uh, so, meantime, maybe <laughs> I can move on to, I can move on to uh, the holiday tips. Why don't them. we do that, sweetheart? Yes. Yeah. So, because that's what I wanted to cover originally. So, anyway, so... And totally, I, I am so happy the holidays are here because preparation for holidays are tremendous stress for me and for everybody, I think. So, but the holidays, basically, it is a great time for, of the year for, and everybody is really being happy, you know, it's time of giving, getting together for celebration. And generally, everybody loves the holidays. And so are your animals. Because animals also are very curious about what's happening. They can feel your festive mood. They enjoy new exciting things around the house, such as Christmas tree lights, you know, special foods cooking. And they also want to explore it and find out, you know, what it is and have some fun. So, but if you are not cautious, actually, about how your animal is exploring this, Christmas Christmas stuff or holiday stuff, it may end up in a big nightmare, holiday nightmare of um, holiday for you and for them as well. 
Now, I want to um, take the holiday dangers for animals, like one by one, and just talk about each of them a little bit, what to really watch out for. So obviously, uh, the number one would be the holiday ornaments and tinsels. If you have a tinsel on your Christmas tree or if you have a garland and put tinsels. So tinsel, even though it's very attractive to particularly cats, and because it dangles and shines, and some cats, some cats don't care for it at all, but some cats love it. And not only they play with it, they also eat it. And this can be really super serious because if it's not caught in time and the cat or if dog, I mean, not so much dogs like cats in this particular tinsel story, um, the tinsels can actually, because they are very sharp on the edges and they, for um, when they get inside the animal intestines, they can bunch up and they can cut the intestines. And oh. so basically they can be total, they can be fatal. There is, once your cat ingested uh, the tinsels, I mean, it's you're looking at a surgery pretty much because they the tinsels are they don't you would think the cats are gonna poop it out but no because it's long so it's gonna tangle in the intestines and we won't be able to come out and um, now this and I think I don't know if I said told the story before because I have firsthand experience with cat eating tinsels and this was. Um, about 10 years, maybe more, like 14 years ago, when my um, cat was two, about two years old, and he, it was no year old, because it was his first Christmas tree ever. And I do Christmas trees basically for my cats, because they love it, they love to sleep underneath and everything, and it was always fine. Nothing, my older cat, my other cat never touched the tinsels, never. So I put up the Christmas tree with a lot of tinsels because that's how we do it in my country. It has to be nice and, and festive. And then it was evening. The next day I went to bed and my younger cat, Chert, actually, he's, um, he was always troublemaker. But I didn't even saw him touching the tinsels, nothing. Next day, Christmas Eve, he was a little kind of under the weather, was not his perky self, and I saw him throwing up. And he threw up a couple times, and I saw the tinsel being thrown up. So I called the vet, and he and I didn't think much about it because it was a long time ago. I was not in the time doing any animal communications. I was just – so I was clueless about it. And I thought, well, you know, probably I just called the vet just to be sure because I'm sure he just poops it out and not a big deal. Well, the vet, the vet told me to bring him in immediately, so I did, and he, Chet wasn't even that sick anymore. He looked pretty okay to me. So the vet uh, took an x-ray, and they come out and tell me that we, they have to do emergency surgery on Chet because he ate his stomach and his intestines are full of tinsels, and if, we, if they don't open him up and get it out, that's it, pretty much he's going to die in a few hours. Oh my so, God! And because yes, and it, because it was on Christmas Eve, the surgery is going to be double. So I'm looking at five thousand dollars right there. And I, what can I say? I was berserk. Okay, I was crying. I was so I was so panicky because first of all, it was a shocker, and I thought, what is he? He and he is um, 
He's an oriental cat, so he's very slender, and he's so skinny. I was thinking, how is he gonna? How is the doctor even gonna see his intestines? He, it's like he's so thin. So I was asking, what if he's gonna die on the surgery table, right? And the doctor, of course, they don't give you any guarantees. But long story short, of course, I paid, and I had so on Christmas Eve instead of which is my big celebration night. So I was worried about my cat having a surgery, but he got his surgery done. They called me, said, okay, you know, we did the surgery, everything is okay. And the next day on Christmas Day, I came to visit him, and he was doing better. Now, they showed me the back of tinsels the cat ate. It was like a big dog. I don't know where it fit in. It was a big, full plastic bag of tinsels. He He must have... Yeah, he must have been stuffing his face all night long with that insult. It was unbelievable. So I was so happy that I, he would have, doctor said he would have died 100%. There was nothing. There was, they would never came out of him, never. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that I, my first, I have went home and he stayed in the hospital for a couple of days. And then I, ha- I went home and the first thing was I pick off all the insults from the tree. And the, with, so the tree was pretty much like, you know, bare. Um, and that was it. No more tinsels ever for the rest of basically my life and the cat's life because that was a terrible experience, what I had. So, oh my God. This, wow. this, yeah, the tinsel story. And, you know, but the funny thing is, my cat, my older cat at that time, he never touched the tinsels. Never. Not even once. I mean, he would, so, and when I was growing up, we always had tinsels on the Christmas tree. We had dogs, we had cats. Nobody ever touched it, never. But this particular cat, Chet, he's a troublemaker, and he, as soon as he sees something shiny, even now I have no tinsels, but I have chains on the Christmas tree, and sometimes he goes and he looks at the chains, and he he knows not to touch it anymore because I tell him, but he's still kind of, you know, he would like to play with it. He's, he's attracted to shiny things. So if you have an animal like this, then definitely you have to be extremely careful because you won't even see the animal eating it and then it's too late. So um, same thing is with Christmas, with ornaments, any kind of ornaments which are made from glass, aluminum, or even paper, all these things which can be chewable because you, um, especially the glass ornaments, they can break, they obviously going to break and the animal is going to injure their mouth. But if they're going to swallow the glass again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a huge emergency right here. So you want to put all these ornaments um, up a little bit higher up so they're not really in reach of your animal, especially the chewing of ornaments, that's more dog thing. Um, You know, cats very rarely going to chew and swallow the whole ornament. Now, next thing is um, holiday lighting and candles. So lights, all kind of lights, such as icicles, you know, then you have garlands, all kind of netting with lights is attractive 
um, to uh, some animals. Again, it's going to be some animals not going to pay attention to it. Some animals are going to go crazy for it. My cats couldn't care less for the lights. They, they don't touch them. But some other, my friends' cats, they would go and play with them, and they chew on the cords too. So it's just, again, very different. But generally, be really careful um, with um, your animal if it's interested in, in the lights, and especially if it, because it can, again, bite the light, bite it, and, and um, cut, in, cut themselves in the mouth and swallow the parts of the lights, and that's dangerous. Or if they like to chew, they can chew the electric, uh, the cords, and they can be electrocuted. So you need, so you need to really check your holiday lights. If you see any cords on the cords, if you see there is signs of chewing or anything, and just I know there are some protective sleeves you can use on the cords, and also you can use a ground and use a, it's a good idea is use a grounded three prong extension cord as a safety precaution. So that's for the lights. Now, if you have candles, everybody, a lot of people burn candles, and not only on holidays in general. So if you have an animal at home and you like to burn candles, just always be sure that you place them in the hard-to-reach spot so the animal cannot access them because they can burn themselves really badly. They can cause a fire. So all kind of disasters, even if they just spill the wax, the, the wax and step on it, they can really burn their paws from the hot wax. Ooh. Yeah. So, so and now I, next thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know my yeah. cats, they, they chase each other and they're, they're not above knocking everything on the counters or in their way when they're chasing <laughs> each other. They'll, they'll knock it all over as a matter of fact, you know, I think they take extra delight in taking out some knickknack on the way around, you know, tagging their sister. So yeah, candles, you have to be careful because that's real easy for them to knock over. Yeah, for sure. Now, next thing is also when you have a gift wrap ribbon. And if you have a curious animal, just when you unwrapping your gifts, don't let them really play with the ribbon because as soon as you're not looking, they're going to chew it and they're going to swallow it. And then it's going, again, the ingested ribbon can cause choking or you, it can twist through the intestines and cause problems again. So, and don't put a lot of people, sometimes people try to make like a festive color from ribbons and it's not a good idea either. Now, when you have, if you have a Christmas tree at home, live Christmas tree, well, be sure that your animal cannot access the water which you put into the Christmas tree bucket. Because, and because animals, for some reason, and cats or dogs alike, they like to go and drink the tree Christmas tree water, which is sometimes it has um, all kinds of... Um, um, bacteria because it stay there, you know, it's stagnant, it's stagnant water. And so it can cause uh, nausea or diarrhea for the animal. And it's just basically, it's not a good thing. Um, when you, if you have a Christmas tree, be it an artificial tree or a real tree, make sure it's really safely and um, it's really, um, how do you say, 
it's not flimsy. It doesn't because your animal can, they like, my cats love to go under the tree and they're not really gentle and they just cats. My tree is huge. And so, but they still, you know, you still see that they, they can rock the tree if they want to. And so you want to prevent the animal being able to turn the tree over and just impure itself, shatter all the ornaments and such. Because um, I remember when I had my uh, first uh, kitty, um, I had a real tree in the time. And as soon as I left the house, the cat would turn the tree over. And I don't know, it was just like every single time. I already, I got so practiced, I would just like come home, pick up the tree, stand it up again. And as soon as I would leave the house, he would turn it over again. And it was not a small tree, it was pretty big. But just some animals, you know, they they enjoy doing these little um, activities on holidays. You know, it's a once a year they can do it, so they take they take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, let's see what. Else. Hmm? So oh, I was now just going to say, food. dogs. Okay. Dogs are kind of funny though because they 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 seem to have a un, unbreakable stomach. Uh, I just, just <laughs> last night I I took my dog out for a walk and. And, uh, you know, did the whole pooping routine, and, and I'm looking at the poop. I always check the dog's poop, you know, and I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so bad. It's a Cheetos bag that comes out of her poop. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's the whole bag, <laughs> not just partial. It, it, oh is, my a, God. it is the Jeez. whole bag coming out in her poop. And I'm like, where did this dog, come man? from? <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. So she must have picked it up and eaten it. With when I wasn't looking at something, I mean, you know, she's in the dog park sometimes, you know. But I mean, I, I mean, it just seems indestructible. These these dogs, some of these dogs. I mean, the whole bag just came out. It wasn't. It wasn't just you know, a partial. It was the whole tin that, bag. <laughs> that's so funny. But I totally agree because when I was growing up, we had a Great Dane, and he loved to eat. Okay, he was such a bad dog. He used to. He loved to eat cigarettes. Like everywhere, he would find the whole cigarette box and he would eat it, chew it and eat it. But also what he loved to eat was the handkerchiefs, you know, because at that time in my country, people use, they don't use like napkins or paper yeah. ta- paper towels like here, they use handkerchiefs. The, the dog would everything, he would even come to people and take it out of their pockets and chew oh. it and eat it. And he was, he was a terrible dog. And he was big and looked really scary. So if he started rooting in your pocket to get your handkerchief, you just stay still and you let him do whatever he will. So he, but he, and then he pooped it all out. Yeah. Then he pooped the handkerchief, twisted it like his intestine. I, it was just ridiculous. So uh, I yeah, totally, yes. Some I, of the things that she's eaten. Yeah. I mean, I've we go in the backyard and and there's a whole Lego that comes out in her poop, and I'm like, oh. the only thing, the only big scare we had was that we thought she ate a tack. Uh, oh. actually dropped a box of tacks, and yeah. and she was right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I knew how many tacks were in the box because I I put them in the box specifically to tack something up, and I. And I was, I had like 10 tacks in there. And then when I was counting, I only counted nine. And I was like, oh my God. Oh. And so anyways, we did find the 10th tack. So she didn't eat it. But what a scary thing though. Because they're God. pretty, they're, they're, the dogs are pretty, they're, they're pretty strong when it comes to their stomachs. But when it comes to something sharp like that, that's a different mm-hmm. story. That's exactly. Because it cuts 
the intestine or the stomach walls or something. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of food, okay, of the food uh, hazards at holidays. So obviously, you know, um, th- there is a lot of stuff. And this is mostly, I would say, for dogs because cats, well, cats get people food too. So I think for both. Well, chocolate, obviously, people, uh, it's not a good thing to give to dogs. Now, um, in general, the darker and richer the chocolate, the higher the risk that the dog's going to have a stomach problem. Mm. So they can vomit, they can, you know, they can have seizures because the reason why, because the caffeine and because also in chocolate is uh, this um, substance, which is called methylxanthines, and that's what doesn't agree with the dog system. Um, especially smaller dogs, I think, in a bigger risk because their body is smaller and if they, you know, and they get affected easier. Mm. Now, also, any kind of um, fat trimmings is not a good idea to give your dog because um, it can, again, it can um, cause um, pancreatitis and upset stomach. Also, obviously, no sugar. Spicy food is not a good idea. Be careful also with cookies because a lot of cookies has and candies have nuts. And sometimes certain nuts can be toxic for dogs and for animals. For example, macadamia nuts and walnuts, they can cause seizures, mm. um, vomiting, and even like a neurological signs. Almonds, pistachios, and non-moldy walnuts can also cause upset stomach. And besides, if uh, the dog is eating something with walnuts, they can also choke on it. So it's not a good idea. And of course, obviously, alcohol. I mean, this is, seems such a common sense, not, but I have to mention it anyways, that obviously, if you would give your animal alcohol, it can actually even die from it. Wow. So, yeah, now we have, uh, that is because on holidays, there are plants we use um, for to kind of decorate our houses. And many, almost all of these plants actually are dangerous for animals. So number one is the poinsettias, which everybody has. And they poisonous for cats. And that's kind of common knowledge. People know the poinsettias are uh, poisonous for cats. But they can also, if dogs eat them, again, they can also get really uh, bad uh, stomach problems and throw up. And even it can irritate their mouth like um, um, allergy reaction. Now, any kind of lilies are also are really little to cats and even tiny bit of a lily leaf or at the it can cause a kidney failure in a cat now next uh, thing is if you have a real christmas tree then you, if you have a pine tree the pine needles also can are poisonous for animals and they can actually cause uh, vomiting, diarrhea, they can also cause almost like a poisoning. So it goes if it's in the if they eat a lot of the pine needles, they become lethargic, they have kind of like um, almost neurological, like they cannot walk, they tremble, it's almost like they have a seizures. So that's also something to look for, um, watch oh, for. You just got a, a couple more minutes here, hon. 
Okay, so I'm just gonna finish with uh, mistletoe, which another thing which is uh, which is poisonous, and it can it can actually lead to death of the animal if eaten in a big quantity. It causes vomiting, diarrhea, difficulty breathing, collapse, really. And then holly, which is the same thing. It's really also it it might not kill the animal, but it's gonna be a lot of vomiting and diarrhea, and really even kind of neurological signs. Last thing is I want to, it's really important, please everybody don't give as a Christmas gift dog or cat or any other animal because us, uh, these gifts a lot of times end in the shelter after the holidays. Right. And it is not by gifting an animal you actually making it into a thing, not living thing, because you would not gift another human being or a child to somebody right like a gift so you should not gift an animal either because you are gift you cannot gift living beings to somebody else so that's something what i really wanted to point out because it is really statistically proven that after holidays the increase of dogs or cats dropped in the shelter is enormous because a lot of times they get it for Christmas and they really didn't want it or they're not sure and they just drop it off and get rid of it. So no live holiday gifts. Really good so, point. Yep, and yep. Thank you for teasing that out with greater clarity because that makes tremendous sense, sweetheart. And um um, I want to thank you, sweetie, for being our last live broadcast of 2018. We've got some encore performances that we'll be playing the next two Fridays. Um, so we invite you to continue to listen. Um, we'll pick uh, what, some of the shows that we thought were the best of the year. So it will definitely make for worth, worth watching listening. And um, until we do it again next year, rock on, babies. You've been listening to You Are What You Love with author Waishali. To order Waishali's book, You Are What You Love, or to schedule a private self-emergent session with Waishali, visit youarewhatyoulove.com. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you are what you love, and you love whatever you give your attention to. So love wisely.